Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They produced some of the finest talent in Atlanta sports radio history. Get over it! Covered the best teams this city has to offer. Going to bed and taking a nap. And now, it's time to take their turn at the mic. It's time for the other side of the glass with Chris Thomas on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Chris. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for the latest edition of The Other Side of the Glass. Hanging out with you until 6 o'clock this evening. Our boy Caleb Johnson comes your way then. I'll be excited to chat with him about the NBA All-Star Game as my show comes to an end because I have some thoughts, and they are not positive, but that is not what we are here to talk about first today. We have a jam-packed show today. Shout out to my producer, Noel White. I believe this is our first time doing a full show together, if not just one or two or three, but uh, this is going to be our first full four-hour foray, say that five times fast, together, and I'm excited to bring her into the program for a producer six-pack and some true or false questions, all the staples that you know and love when I am on the air with you, Chris Turtle Thomas. Hit me up on Twitter at C Thomas Radio, and here we go. All right. We got to talk about the Atlanta Braves. And I know John Fricky just spent a large majority of his show coming to you live from the Kia Studios talking about those very same Atlanta Braves. But if you couldn't tell, based on the little crosstalk that we just did there, I have quite a bit of a difference of opinion about where the Atlanta Braves stand right now going into the beginning of the season. I think John is doing his John Fricky thing, which is fine. That's why he's been an Atlanta sports radio media staple CNN TV anchor for 35, 40 years, whatever it's been. And that's why he's one of the GOATs. Because he believes and he stands with his teams 24-7, 365. But you cannot tell me with Jared Kelnick starting in left field with a bench starring Luis Guillorme, Forrest Wall, and David Fletcher, who I've never even heard of before I looked him up before the show, and a back end of the rotation featuring a guy in Bryce Elder who literally was an all-star in the first half of the season and then absolutely caved in. Go look at the numbers. I'll read them to you in a minute, but go look at the numbers if you don't believe me. He went from a guy that was spinning gems to giving up four and five runs a start every single start. And then you have Chris Sale, the great Chris Sale. I get everybody's excited. Former Cy Young Award, former World Series. The dude is a baller. Well, here's the one correction. The dude was a baller. 
The dude has not been a baller since 2018. That was his last good season. So you're counting on a guy from 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, who hadn't done jack. John Fricky's talking about him as our third starter? Come on, guys. We got to be smarter than that. Uh, now, th- let me preface everything I'm saying with this. I love Alex Anthopoulos as much as anybody. He talk about goats. He's the goat of GMs. My first season here in Atlanta was the 2021 Braves baseball season, so it doesn't get any better than that. I watched the man pull off something that we've never seen before at the trade deadline in terms of making adjustments and bringing in the right guys to bring home the chip. Now, with that said, I am going into this 2024 season with some question marks, obviously, as I'm laying out for you. I do not think, because what's it all about, right? What is it all about? It's all about the window. It's a cliche word. you got to maximize your window. Well, for the Atlanta Braves right now, that is true. The Braves need to maximize their window. While, and we'll get to this later in the show, Ronald Acuna is still under contract. Ozzy's still under contract. Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Sean Murphy. All these guys are not causing you to have a bloated payroll like the Mets or the Dodgers. It's a high payroll, but it's not exorbitant. And a bunch of those guys you're getting at a bargain basement discount. So you need to take advantage of that. And telling me that Jared Kelnick as your everyday left fielder is taking advantage of that? Sorry, not good enough. So 404-726-0929. I'm going to be taking your calls the rest of this segment and next segment before our first guest at 2.40 coming up. So Noel is going to be screening your calls. Do you agree with me that the Braves have some gaping holes heading into the start of the season? Or do you feel like that John Fricky feels that everything's going to be all right, trust in AA, that Kelnick will bat at the bottom of the order, and you know he'll have pitches to hit because he's batting ninth, and Acuna is going to be behind him, and that Sale can return to form, and that Bryce Elder is going to be the, the all-star first-half pitcher that he was and not the guy that absolutely you-know-what-the-bed in the second half of the season. Guys, gals, how many ifs did I just name right there? That's a lot of ifs. That's a lot, a lot of ifs. And you are one of three, count them, three teams going into this Major League Baseball season that have World Series or bust expectations. It is you, it is the Los Angeles Dodgers, and it is the Houston Astros. Any other team to me, John Fricky brought up the Orioles. They're too young. They're not ready yet. They're, they're going to be good, and they're going to be pesky, and they're going to be a team to contend with. They could make a run, but I don't see it yet. I still think they're a year away. The Yankees and the Mets, they were awful last year. Don't expect either New York to. I mean, maybe the Yankees, they brought in Juan Soto. You know, they, they made a move like that because they're desperate, frankly. The Braves aren't desperate, but they're in a position where they need to be strong where they need to be viable. They need to be World Series or bust. That's not me saying it anymore, as I said to John Fricky. That's A.J. Minter. That's Spencer Strider. That's Brian Snicker saying he backs up whatever his players have to say. Those are the staples of your organization. Those are the players that make the thing go. So if they're coming in here and they're saying World Series or bust, then you need to put out a team, sorry, that represents a World Series or bust team. And for me, having two-fifths of your starting rotation being an absolute question mark, and that's me giving, 
giving a 40-year-old Charlie Morton the benefit of the doubt that he's just going to be a 15-16 game winner like he is every single year. Guys, father time undefeated. It's a cliche for a reason. It happens to everybody. So that's what I'm talking about with you guys today at 404-726-0929. Going to open up the phone lines here in just a minute. And you know what the thing is, too, for the Braves? Like, guys, when you call in today, don't be afraid of those expectations. I'm not saying these expectations are a bad thing. I'm saying these expectations are exactly where this franchise should be. But then you need to field a representative squad. You need to be able to put out there the players that are going to make those statements true. And if you have left field, if you have the back end of your rotation, and if you have a bench that doesn't represent a World Series or bus quality team, then one of these things is not like the other, right? One of these things doesn't represent you in the way that you need to feel about your franchise as we go through spring training and go into opening day. I'm not saying that the Braves aren't going to be a great team. They absolutely are. Even if they don't make any other changes, there's just too much firepower, too much star power. They're hitting too many home runs. They're slugging away, and they have a guy in a a once-in-a-generational talent, once-in-a-lifetime talent in Ronald Acuna Jr. So... I'm not saying that they're going to be in a position where they're going to be competing for a wild card or they're going to be stuffling and stuttering around just trying to make it into one of those last seeds or you know have to do the, the, the MLB equivalent of a play-in game. No, of course I'm not saying that. I'm saying the expectations need to be this high because you're so damn good. It's the opposite of that. It's because you are one of the three best teams in baseball. And you could argue the best team in baseball, especially while Shohei Otani can't pitch. So you need again this season while Shohei Otani can't pitch, take advantage of it, man. They had all off season with a lot of talent to go out there and shore up left field, and their solution was to bank on a guy that has a career 2-0 average in over 200 games played. I'm sorry, that to me is not an answer. That, to me, is not the situation where you look and you say, I'm locked, stocked, barreled, and ready to go with left field because I am starting Jared Kelnick for my baseball team. That's not going to cut it for me. I don't want that to be the case. I think they could have and should have a little bit better. Kelnick could have been a nice plan to start the season, let him develop, see if he works, and then if he doesn't, I'm sorry. You got to make a move. You got to have a backup plan. And right now, Luis Guillorme, David Fletcher, Forrest Wall, that's not a backup plan. Ozuna's not playing left field anymore, guys. I don't think me, you, or anybody out there wants to see that man put on a baseball glove ever again. Put that fat lip in, get up to the plate, and bash me 40 home runs. That's what Ozuna needs to do for this franchise. He's not playing left field. And then you're also not competent any of your other positions by putting somebody else out there in left field. You need a competent, everyday starting caliber left fielder. And could Jared Kelnick be that? Yes. Yes, he could. I don't know if he's going to be, but do you think he is? I don't know. And that reason of I don't know is why it's not good enough for me. So 404-726-0929. Noel, you can just text me whoever we got on the line. We'll do that throughout the show today, this afternoon. I'll open up the phones here for you in just a minute. I saw a couple of people jumping on, so I want to make sure I get you guys in. Before our first guest coming up at 240, we'll switch and talk some football with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Podcast Network. It is Chris Thomas hanging out with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the other side of the glass with you until 6 o'clock. We're starting off the show today talking Braves baseball, and I know John Fricky just got done talking a lot of Braves baseball, but 
man, I was listening in and out throughout the show as I was getting ready and going through my day. I just feel like to be too bullish on this team could be a mistake. It could be something that winds up costing you because you're counting on people in key positions that are either unproven or haven't done it in a really long time. Are we just handing Bryce Elder the fourth starter spot? I don't want to. What He did it for a half a season. I mean, he was really bad in the, ha- in the second half of the season. Four earned runs, four earned runs, three earned runs, five, five, four, four, three, two, five. I just read off August and uh, September for him. Those are the amount of earned runs he gave up. That's not okay. That's not like you just hand somebody the four-starter job after that was their second half of the season. He doesn't have a track record of being a guy that can do it consistently. That's just not where I'm at with this. So 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. Maybe you, maybe you out there are the person that's going to uh, you know, help me get off the ledge here. And I'm not, that's too strong. I'm not on the ledge about the Braves team. Again, I know they're going to be good. They're going to be a perennial playoff team. They're going to make the, the, the playoffs. They're going to hopefully not get squashed again by a division rival for the third year in a row in the NLDS. That's just not, that's not the, that, that shouldn't be, I should say, the formula and the plan for success is to have question marks at three key position groups coming into the season and say that, you know, they're definitively going to be the best team in baseball again. I, you, you can't say that. Eddie Rosario, I know he had the eye issue, but he's an established left fielder in the league. Like, I wasn't worried about Eddie, and he still got you his 20 home runs last season, even though he was somebody that was literally had, like, a medical procedure on his eye, man. Jared Kelnick, I'm not sure. Career 205 batting average. He has like 30 career home runs. I mean, he has all the potential, right? He has Bijan Robinson level potential, Jared Kelnick does. Okay, but I got to see it. And do we have time to let that develop on a team that says World Series or bust? All right, if you're on hold, stay there. We'll take your calls when we get back. 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas hanging out with you. Just getting started. Sports Radio, 99 The Game, Odyssey app. for you to go vote on at C Thomas Radio retweeted it at 929 the game did the Braves do enough this offseason to win another World Series and I gave you three options to be fair because I knew there were going to be some people that would tweet me this and and so I said you know what screw it I'm going to just put it on the poll yes World Series are bust no Holes in left field, starting pitching, and bench, which is what I'm talking to you about at 404-726-0929. Or a third option, they were already good enough. And that's the one that I said, I knew if I didn't put that on there, I'd get tweets and calls. Turtle, they're good enough already. All right, fine. If you really feel that way, okay, fine. But 404-726-0929, I disagree with John Fricky vehemently. I do not think the Braves put themselves in the, now hear me out clearly, best possible position going into this season. Best possible, meaning they are taking some calculated risks by starting Jared Kelnick, by counting on Bryce Elder and Chris Sale to mend the back end of their rotation, and to go with a very, very, very questionable bench. 
All right, 404-726-0929. Chandler, get us started in the A. You're in the game. What's going on, Chris? What's um, up, man? Listen, it's been World Series or bust for three or four years now. So, you know, that this is no shock. Obviously, it's World Series or bust. Um, ultimately, listen, Jared Kelly out there in left field, you know, sale, you know, at this point, I would probably put money, you know, I don't know if I'd put money or not, but I would probably say Bryce Elder is a leader to be that fifth starter. Um, but ultimately, the story with the Braves has been the past two years, we've had an amazing month of June and July. You know, we ended the year with 100-plus wins to only get knocked out by the Phillies in four games. And so ultimately what the story to me is, is listen, the Braves can do whatever they want to do in the summer months. It's about what you do at the trade deadline, and the Braves are going to have to do work at the trade deadline All right, Chandler, Chandler, hang on. I'll let you finish. Just hang on. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like bringing in a guy who's a career 202 hitter with uh, 30 home runs and never played more than 100 games in his career to start every day for you in left field is going to fix that in October? How can you know? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, And I thank you for the phone call. That That's the thing, right? You, as Alex Anthopoulos, could have done everything in your power to make sure that you shore up those question marks going into the season. Because right now, the Dodgers don't have any question marks. I'm sorry. Right now, they are a more – are they – are they a – now, i got to parse this very carefully. The Dodgers on paper – are a more complete team than the Braves, I would argue, from starting pitching, bullpen, and everyday lineup, and especially the bench. The Braves, though, are still better than the Dodgers, in my opinion, despite not being as collectively whole as the Dodgers when you put them on paper. When you put the actual teams out on the field, I still think the Dodgers would fall to the Braves in a series right now. But, Anything is possible, as KG once said. So you don't know if Jared Kelnick is going to be the guy that he is coming into his tenure with the Braves or the guy that he's, that everybody thinks he could be. You could have gone out and brought in an established left fielder. You could have gone out instead of traded for sale, brought in another guy. that There were plenty of pitchers out there this offseason that the Braves could have rocked with. They chose to take a chance on a guy who hasn't been dominant in five years. That's what they did. I'm just laying out the facts for you. 404-726-0929. Ryan is in Marietta. Ryan, did the Braves do enough? Um, thanks for taking my call, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little wishy-washy on this. I, I think that because of what they already have, they went after people that they thought could improve the lineup, obviously. Um, I like Kelnick. Um, I think he's got a lot of upside. The cost was very good. And at the end of the day, on things like that, I'll, I'll trust Alex Anthopoulos. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. You, you said something that I think is very interesting, and I'll let you finish. Just hang on. Cost. Um, That's a very interesting word, Ryan, cost. Because cost for the Atlanta Braves should be nothing right now. They are in a World Series or bust window. You do whatever it takes to get those guys in here, Ryan. That's what I'm saying right now. I I agree, but there are limitations. He has to work within the, the, the constraints that he has. 
Um, I like the Chris Sale move. Um, you know, Bryce Elder last year uh, was very, very good. I think he hit a wall because he hadn't pitched that much uh, or those many innings. But I want to throw something else out there for you. And, you know, Bryce Elder, there are a lot of worse options as the fifth starter. Right. But I want to ask you a question, Chris. Okay. This isn't something that's been thrown around a lot, but I was having a conversation, playing some spades with my buddies the other night, and uh, tossed out the name Trevor Bauer. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. You'd get him on the cheap. He'd be willing to at least pitch for a year. He's been in Japan and just been throwing lasers for the last two years. He's a younger guy. What would you think about taking a flyer on him? And I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it, Ryan. If, if the Braves weren't already taking a flyer on Chris Sale, I'd be a lot more open to it. Because you're bringing the circus to town when you bring in Trevor Bauer. So your team needs to be good enough to absorb it. And with the question marks that we're talking about, I'm not 100% sold that the Braves would be immune to criticism if they bring in Trevor Bauer. And you don't want that coming in. And just in my, and I don't think it's actually, I don't even think it's close. The Braves have the best clubhouse in baseball. And I don't think it's close. And I don't want to bring in anything, no matter how good he is, to potentially screw that up. I'm over the whole whatever happened or didn't happen. It seems like he's been cleared. He's been exonerated from whatever did or didn't happen. If he's able to come pitch in Major League Baseball, then he's able to come pitch in Major League Baseball. And if the Braves are going to sign him, they're going to sign him no matter what I think, you think, John Fricky thinks, Carl Dukes thinks, Mike Bell thinks, Noel thinks, anybody thinks. They're going to sign him if they feel he can help the club. But from a baseball standpoint – I don't think it's a great move just because now you're having two and three complete unknowns. Actually, in my opinion, four. Can Charlie Morton do it at 40? Can Bryce Elder be the pitcher he was in the first half of the season? Can Chris Sale be the pitcher he was in 2018? And can Trevor Bauer be the Cy Young Award winner he was before all that drama? I don't know. That's too many ifs for me. 404-726-0929. Let's go to Brandon in Gainesville. Brandon, you're in the game. Hey, what's going on now? What's up, bro? So, I'll agree with you on a couple points. We need more depth on the bench. We need something, um, a fourth outfielder, you know, something along those lines. We don't have the depth. I'm not going to agree with you on Sale, and I'm not going to agree with you on Kelnick, and here's why. You're not asking Sale to be the all-star pitcher he was. You're asking Sale to come in and be the third, fourth, or even fifth guy on the rotation. So you're so, just assuming that Charlie Morton at 40 gives you 15 wins and Bryce Elder can turn it back to the first half. That's well, what you're saying. Well, no, like 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 you said a minute ago, you know, until Charlie Morton doesn't do it, you know, you got to expect he's going to give you those 14-15 wins. As far as Bryce Elder goes, he may not even be on the opening day rotation. You know, he may not be even make that fifth starter. So So who's your guy? Smith Shaver, who's your Dylan Dot, who's the guy? It, it, there, there are a lot of options as far as that goes. Um, as far as Kelnick, Kelnick, same, same thing as Sale. You're not asking him to be a 300 hitter. You're not asking him to hit, you know, 30 or 40 home runs. You're just asking him to plug and be a piece. You're just asking him to be an everyday player that's good defensively and gives you something. 
You know, we, we had a DH that had a less than 100 average last year for half the season. And it, it, it was – you didn't even really notice it until he came to at bat. So you're, you're not asking Koenig to be an all-star. You're just asking him to be a piece. No, but there will be spots, and I thank you for the phone call. Here's the thing. Generally speaking, yes, you're right. And I actually talked about this with Carl Dukes on Friday on Dukes and Bell. Like, big picture, 162-game stretch, yeah, I agree with you. But there's going to be a game against the Phillies in the middle of July where he comes up in the bottom of the eighth inning, bases loaded, and you're down a run, and you need him to get a hit. And he has a 202 career batting average. So I'm just saying that it's not it's not just like, oh, you can plug him in in the ninth hole and just forget about him. No, there's going to be times, guys, where he's going to need to come through, and it's going to be more than one, and it's going to be more than five. It's going to be closer to 10 or 20 because that's just how the cookie crumbles when you play that many games. 404-726-0929. Coleman in the A. Coleman. Yeah, how you doing, Chris? What's up, Coleman? All right. Oh. I'm here. I'm the point. I agree with you. You know? Why would we even go out and get this kid we don't know nothing about? You know, and we could have we, we could have went in our phone system and found something of this. Yeah, Coleman, I gotta let you go just because you got a bad phone connection. But call me back as always. You know, I like talking with you on my weekend shows and here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Coleman's a good caller. He just had a bad cell service. He said he agreed with me, so I like him even more for that. Jared Kelnick is a complete unknown, Coleman. You're right. That's the problem. And that's what we're dealing with here as Braves fans. We're dealing with this situation where you have a left fielder that's a complete unknown in a season that's World Series or bust. We're not the Twins who barely make it to the playoffs every year. We're not the Rays who make it to the playoffs every year and then flame out. We're not the Yankees who are the worst they've been in 30 years. We're not the Mets who are the worst they've been in 30 years. No, We're the Atlanta freaking Braves, and we're going to be in the World Series discussion every year for the next dozen years. We should be, but that doesn't mean that you are just granted a birthright into the World Series. That means that you're in a position where you can make the World Series, and you need to do the right things for your franchise in order to make that happen. One more before we catch a break. Got our buddy Joe DeLeon coming up next, and then we'll take more of your calls at the top of the hour. Zach's out in Kennesaw. Zach. Hey, what's going on, Chris? What's up, Zach? Hey, so I, I'm kind of with you on a couple things, and I think I got a couple points that, as far as like, do I feel like we went all in on World Series or bust? Like, I, I do kind of feel like um, AA's trying to to play the finesse game. I, I think he also takes into and I'm I'm just making an, an assumption on this. I think he's taking a view of like, okay, a lot of these teams aren't going to have all these guys on their 40 man rosters. Some of these people are going to be, you know, cut you know, cut swing loaded on that might fit as a, as another outfielder. Kelnick, if you look at the deal now, the guy that we gave up for Kelnick just had a second Tommy John. So that's a win trade. Now I'm not saying he should be an everyday left fielder, but at the same time, when you're looking at, you know, pro baseball, as far as him coming in, you know, top five draft fit, you know what I mean? So I think with, as far as the Chris L thing, I think the insurance and, and elder, I'm with you on that. Uh, 
I think some of the insurance policy behind AA stocks is probably the fact that Smith Shaver and Hurston Waltrip have looked so great so far. The other thing I'll bring up with Kelnick is Seattle was desperate too. Seattle pressed him to get into the majors way too early, in my opinion. If he would have had a better approach like, like a Harris, he might have progressed a little better. My concern, though, is is everyone expecting, like no one wants to quietly talk about Orlando Arcia. Like, are we, which Arcia are we going to get to? You know, like, are we getting a first half Arcia or are we getting a 189 Arcia that we got at the end of the season? So with Kelnick and Arcia at the back end of the lineup, like that's where I'm a little more concerned about. Um, I'll hang up and, and listen to what you got to yeah, say. Zach, but appreciate it. Great call. Here's the thing, too. Now you're talking about two guys in the potential back end of the lineup. Now it's not just Kelnick with a question mark. Arcia is another thing, too. I've thought about Arcia, but I think at this point, for a, for a starting pitcher and an everyday hitter, I think it's a lot easier to give the everyday hitter the benefit of the doubt just because there's so many more reps. With Bryce Elder, he's throwing once every fifth day, and that slot is golden. We need him to be the guy that he was. Arcia, can the lineup absorb it a little bit? I suppose with Jared Kelnick on top of it, if he's underperforming, mm, then you're starting to shorten that lineup up just a little bit, and you may have to start moving guys out of position. So we'll talk about that more at the top of the hour. That was a good point by Zach. All right, 404-726-0929. Going to break here. Then when we get back, we're bringing in our buddy Joe DeLeon to talk some football. Falcons have a humongous decision to make. And, yes, that guy. His name continues to swirl all around the Falcons. I'll tell you who that is coming up in five minutes. Don't go anywhere. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, this hour proudly brought to you by the Man Cave Store for family, friends, and some fun, too. You better check them out. Visit mancavestore.com. Back to your calls at the top of the hour, 404-726-0929. Talking Braves baseball, if you haven't. Please go vote on the poll at C. Thomas Radio or at 92 on the game. Did the Braves do enough this offseason to make another World Series run? We'll be taking your calls, reacting to your poll questions, and more. But right now, we got to head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in my buddy Joe DeLeon from the Believe Podcast Network. Check him out there covering the college and pro game. Joe, appreciate your time on a holiday. How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, I am excited to get into this this massive discussion that's going to start to really kick up as the combine's coming around. But always appreciate you having me on and uh, excited to dive into it. Yeah, man. Let's start uh, here in Atlanta. We got to hear from our coordinators for the first time. It sounded like to me, based off everything that Zach Robinson said, Joe, that the quarterback that they're looking for is somebody with, he used the terms like elite processing skills. So along those lines, it would sound like to me that maybe a guy with some experience and experience working from in the pocket might be the best move there. What do you think? Yeah, as soon as you said the word processing skills, the first guy that I thought of, and it's somebody that we've talked about before when you've had me on as a guest for the Falcons, is Bo Nix. Now, I don't think that Bo Nix is the best amongst the group, and I think that there are a lot of other great traits from the other three quarterbacks that are in that, that top discussion with Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jane Daniels. But what made Bo Nix so talented this year was that, one, he was playing in an offense that allowed him to make quick decisions, but because he's such a rapid decision-maker – 
and he's so quick, he's so cerebral in the way that he plays the game, it was the perfect fit for Will Stein's offense at Oregon this past year. And if that's the type of guy that they're looking for, they don't need to trade up. They don't need to mortgage their future. They're going to be able to get that guy in Bo Nix. And, heck, they might even be able to trade back outside of the top ten and still be able to get him. Bo Nix is exactly who they're looking for. If, if that's the main priority is those types of traits in a quarterback. Now, I'm sure that doesn't mean it's a lock that they're going to go and get Nix, and they're obviously going to – fully evaluate all of these guys and interview all of them. But if they don't want to mortgage their future and that's what they're prioritizing, experience, quick decision-making, Bo Nix could be that player. All right. Now the guys that need to protect him, Joe, Falcons fans are not in consensus on much these days, but they all do agree that center is a position of need. I know the work's getting started early here. Are there top linemen that you could see the Falcons targeting maybe in the second round, the third round for maybe a center or even a tackle? Yeah, the two that really pop up to think about here for the Falcons in the second round is Christian Haynes from UConn or Zach Frazier, the center uh, from West Virginia. Christian Haynes, I think, could play center or guard. He didn't snap very well at the Senior Bowl, which was a little concerning. He's a bit of a smaller guard, but he's really strong. He's really physical. plays with an awesome base. He's a very scrappy guy. So even if he doesn't play center, you can play him at guard. Definitely can't play tackle, though. He's way too short at uh, 6'2 to be playing tackle. But Zach Frazier, who was at the Senior Bowl, did not participate. I don't know if he's going to be participating in the NFL Combine, but I would expect as somebody who's going to test well because he's a smaller Jason Kelsey type of a center who isn't as big but still is really strong, very tough at the point of attack, is going to beat you to your spot, and is going to drive you out on those zone rushing plays. I think that Zach Frazier would be a great pick for them. And if you bring up Jason Kelsey, which is the name that I've seen brought up a million times over when talking about Zach Frazier, Uh, That would be a huge staple in your offense if you're able to get that type of a guy who can stick in and play for your team for 10-plus years. And also, Joe, you just hit the buzzword of the century here, so thank you for all those extra (laughs) podcast downloads we're going to get when we can tag Jason Kelsey in the description, talking with our buddy Joe DeLeon from the Believe (laughs) Podcast Network. All right, the other position on offense for the Falcons, they need a number 2 receiver, a guy that can really turn the Jets on and go down the field and get the deep ball because Drake London is a really, really good receiver, but he's a big body that's going to outwork you and out-physical you. Who are guys, I know Roma Dunes is probably not going to be there for the Falcons. Who's a guy that the Falcon fans could look towards to be a guy that could represent that spot? Yeah, I think there's a bunch of players that fit that day two spot for being that number two wide receiver that they realistically could get. The first one that comes to mind is Jalen Polk, the wide receiver from Washington, who was a Dunes' teammate. He is really shifty. He is a great after the catch player. His route running is phenomenal. Uh, and I think that he'll certainly be there available on day two. Donna Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, who is a great vertical threat, big, talented, good frame, can take the top off of a defense, will be there in the second round, maybe even the third round. And then the other two that really pop up in my mind is Lad McConkey from Georgia, who's on the smaller side, good route runner, is going to run potentially in the high 4.3s, low 4.4s. Xavier Worthy as well from Texas will be a really quick, linear accelerator who his hands aren't super consistent but it will kill you after the catch and actually i'll add in two more here that 
You're talking about having somebody who is the opposite of Drake London, who is your power forward, box-out guy. You need that lane stretcher, the -the over-the-top guy to divert some attention away from the safeties. I would bring up Devontae Walker from UNC, who had a little bit of a tough showing at the Senior Bowl, but we know that as we saw catching passes from Drake May this past year, he was somebody who, uh, when he was open and he created that separation, he made a ton of amazing plays. And then lastly, Troy Franklin from Oregon was extremely productive. And heck, maybe you could draft Bo Nix in the first round and then somewhere on the second or third round on day two, you could end up getting his teammate, Troy Franklin. So a guy that I feel like we have to talk about every time you come on with me now is Justin Fields because he continues to be the guy that's getting all the major headlines here in Atlanta. Now, not talking about if you like him or if you don't because that's something we've discussed before. Do you think he would be worth potentially, I'm going to put the target at, two second-round picks? And the reason I say that is because it came out this week that potentially both the Raiders and the Steelers could be interested. So now you're talking about a bidding war for Justin Fields, and I think a potential landing spot could be two second-round picks. Is he worth that to you? The draft capital aspect of this, absolutely. I think that to get a a former first-round quarterback, a starter, for that low of capital to not have to give up a first-rounder, I think that's a really good deal. But the one thing you have to factor in here is that say you do go get Justin Fields and he does end up playing really well in his first season with the Falcons, you're then going to be accountable for getting him an extension. You're going to be accountable for giving him a big deal, and you're going to have to make that decision and take on that risk off of basically a year of production with your team. The reason why, and I've been one of these people that has been saying this lately, why the Bears would move on from Justin Fields, it's not because he's not good enough. It's because by the time he actually gets to the point where you're in the roster is competitive enough, you're going to be forced to give him a starting franchise quarterback contract or at the very least a bridge contract that's going to eat up a lot of your cap space. And having the ability to build a roster like we saw the Chiefs do originally before they paid Patrick Mahomes, the same thing with the Bengals before they paid Joe Burrow and, and the Chargers as well. When you're able to build before paying a quarterback, that is huge. So that's something to factor in and think about here. I think, though, that Justin Fields, in terms of his talent, is worth making the move and going and getting because this roster right now with the Falcons, yes, it has holes, but it is one of the stronger rosters that is not getting enough credit for the quality of talent it has at certain positions, especially on offense. It's been lacking a quarterback to facilitate the ball to all of those guys, all of the weapons that this team has, and especially the fact that the NFC South is not very good. It's not really a very tough division uh, to win in if you've got a quality roster. If the Buccaneers were able to make it to the playoffs the way that they did, Frankly, the the Falcons could do so as well if they're able to get their own version of Baker Mayfield. Oh, Joe, I could reach through the phone and give you a virtual bear hug right now because I have been (laughs) – Joe, you do not understand, my friend. I have been screaming that exact sentiment into the void to no avail – pleading with Falcons fans to please listen to what I'm saying about Justin Fields, and you hit the nail on the head. If Justin Fields was in the same position that Josh Rosen was in before the Cardinals drafted Kyler Murray, 
I would take Justin Fields in a heartbeat. But it's because the sample size is not going to be big enough by the time he's due that fat paycheck. And if you go look around at the last six, seven franchise quarterbacks to get paid, that number's damn close to starting with a two. He is not going to have given you enough confidence to say that I'm willing to shell out that much money for that much time to bring in that guy. That has been my argument for weeks, Joe. Yeah, this is where it gets it gets really sticky because we, you know, we don't know what that, that negotiation number is going to be. And I actually think a really good example is what just happened with the Buccaneers that I just brought up. They paid Baker Mayfield a, a reasonable amount of money to come in for a single year. But all we've heard about is how the Buccaneers are going to have to pay up for Baker Mayfield. And they're going to, they justifiably should. He's played really good, but there's a possibility for a guy who's been, injury-prone and very volatile as a player, the Baker Mayfield could fall off of a cliff. I don't think that that's going to happen, but his production could dip and things could go poorly, especially if they don't bring back Mike Evans. So there is going to be, at the very least, you might not end up having to extend Justin Fields off of one year of performing with a massive five- to seven-year deal, but even if it's a three-year deal and you're paying him $30, 40000000 plus, it's going to hinder your ability to go get those remaining pieces uh, to put your team in a position to win. It's a real catch-22 of we can go get a guy who's developed and really put him in to facilitate and lead this offense, and he's been in the league, so we don't need to worry about him maturing, and he's already a very um, you know outstanding young kid. But the inverse of that is, if things look good, we pay him, and then suddenly he falls apart or something else goes wrong with the roster, we're now accountable for giving this kid a huge contract extension. All right, Joe, appreciate the time. As always, my friend, a little extra today because you've made, you made my point for me oh, so clearly, and I've been trying to make that same <laughs> point for weeks. It's like, it's like the monkey has been lifted off my back. All right, go follow him at the Believe Podcast Network and watch his stuff, great stuff on college and pro. I'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Joe DeLeon there. Always great analysis and insight. All right. When we get back, you know the drill. We're back on the phones talking to you about Braves baseball. 404-726-0929. This is what I say. Jared Kelnick, career 202 hitter. Gigantic question mark in left field. Bench, Luis Guillorme, David Fletcher, who? Forrest Wall, who? Not good enough. Chris Sale, not good since 2018. Bryce Elder, collapsed in the second half. Did the Braves do enough this offseason to make it back to the World Series when they themselves have declared this season World Series or bust? Taking your calls next, 404-726-0929. Back with you in five. Chris Thomas, Sports Radio, 97 on the game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.